believe I can't sleep. It's time to listen to Courtney at last on the ramblings of an insomniac podcast. Hello, welcome to episode eight of the ramblings of an insomniac. I'm Courtney Perry. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. So I am back up in my office trying one more time to do this semi-professionally. Um, but you probably will hear my dogs bark because they've been barking at everything lately. Um, but we're trying this again. We'll see how it goes. So um, I feel like it still sounds pretty echoey, but at any rate, we're going to try this out. So what has been keeping me up lately? Um, as you guys know, because I've talked about it numerous times, my mom is in an assisted living facility, and they are now on quarantine again, which means my mom will not be able to see me, um, and I will not be able to see her. Grandkids will not be able to see her um, over Christmas. I won't be able to see her for Christmas, and um, she's spending it alone. She's going to be by herself, alone, in an apartment on Christmas. And this is the last Christmas I will see her. Not to mention the fact that, as I've said before, she has dementia. But right now, she still remembers who I am. And she still remembers both of my sons, her grandsons. But I don't know if she'll forget us tomorrow or two weeks from now, or what? I won't be able to see her for two more weeks. I honestly don't know if she'll remember who I am at that time. So time is important. Time is precious. And they were quarantined several times prior to this. What I'm struggling to understand is why they allow residents to be taken to the grocery store, to restaurants, to movies, out to see other family members at their house, surrounded by many family members. Some may not be vaccinated. People in the grocery store might not be vaccinated. People at restaurants might not be vaccinated. They're touching shopping carts. They're around tons of people. And that's okay, and that's considered safe. That's considered safer than me and my two sons wearing a mask, vaccinated, going up to her private apartment, one-on-one, or the three of us with her, in a private apartment where she's not around a bunch of people, she's not touching a bunch of stuff that's not hers. We can wear masks and vaccinate it. And she's vaccinated. They're in quarantine because one, as in singular, staff member tested positive for COVID. They sent that person home. They are home and they are quarantining, which means now everybody else that is left at the facility, the residents and the staff, 
are negative. They do not have COVID. So I'm struggling to understand how it's safer to keep someone who is dying and who may or may not remember their family, keep them alone and away from family when it's most likely the last Christmas they'll see and they may not remember who we are. I don't understand that. I can tell you that that is far more detrimental to their health than anything else. Dying of COVID, from what some residents have told me and my mom, they'd rather die of COVID than die alone. So there are people that do not have dementia that can um, speak for themselves that are in the right state of mind. And they have said that they can feel themselves. Um, they're just depressed. They don't even want to leave their apartment. They at this point have just given up. And again, I've worked in healthcare as a CNA as a housekeeper and working as a receptionist in memory care assisted living. And I can tell you from experience that it is incredibly important for the residents to have a social life, to be involved in activities, and to be able to see their family members, friends, loved ones. It is incredibly important. It is far more important to their health then keeping them away from a disease that they have a very, very, very slim chance of getting. What I also don't get is for people with weakened immune systems, they're also going to be susceptible to the flu and to colds. Yet we don't keep them inside quarantined away from people that have the flu or that have a cold. And if you have a weak immune system, if your immune system is weakened, then you're going to be susceptible to the same things, um, like I said, like flu or the cold and COVID. So certainly it's probably best that you stay home and you take all necessary precautions. But those that don't have a weakened immune system we, and if you're vaccinated, especially like my mom, again, I feel that because I'm vaccinated as well, it's such a, a low chance of her getting it. And she's, I just don't know when I'm going to see her again. And this is frustrating because this has happened over Thanksgiving and it just, I just feel that it's, unsafe to keep residents away from their family members. So I have contacted several um, news stations as well as radio stations because I want to raise awareness to this. I want to, maybe people just don't understand. Maybe people aren't looking at it from that perspective and they're genuinely trying to look out for the well-being of the elderly. And I get that and I understand that. But I think if these politicians came into the assisted living facilities and talk to these residents, they would see a different side. And I've talked in the past, you know, in different podcasts, or excuse me, different episodes that um, I like to look at things from all angles, from different perspectives. Um, that's the photographer in me. 
And I think it's good for everybody to do that. But I would like to see these people that um, implement these regulations, they're making everybody else do their dirty work. They're making everybody else do all the dirty work. I would like these people to come and look these residents in the eyes and tell them personally that they're not allowing them to see their loved ones, that they're keeping them away for their loved ones, from their loved ones, and that they may die alone. It's just illogical to me that that's safer. Um, and I'm struggling to understand why Oregon is one of the very few states that's still implementing this. We were promised that if we were vaccinated, we would not have to wear a mask. And that's obviously not the case. So I'm not understanding why Oregon is still implementing these illogical practices, but I don't want to get political. I'm not going to get political. I just want to raise awareness. I want people to understand that the mental health of these, of the residents, of the elderly is so important. Mental health of everybody, not just the elderly, of everybody. The mental health of everybody is important. And right now I think we're in a state where the world is just not healthy. We are not healthy mentally right now. And it's sad. We are all, um, I think everybody's struggling for different reasons right now. And, you know, Christmas is coming up and I just feel there's just a heaviness. And of course, times like that should not be full of, of heaviness. It should be full of wanting to help each other, to reach out to one another, to help those in need or less fortunate volunteer our time, volunteer our energy. I think we need to start putting others first a lot more. There are a lot of people out there that are wonderful, amazing people that volunteer their time and energy and that do so much for others that don't get enough attention. Maybe they don't want attention. Maybe they don't want anybody to know. But it would really be great to focus on the heroes out there, the firefighters, the policemen, the doctors, everybody out there, everybody. We are all struggling and everybody that gets out of bed in the morning and tries, just tries to put one foot in front of the other, tries to smile, tries to still be kind and help in any way. Kudos to you. I applaud you. I think we need to bring more attention to that especially around the holidays. We could focus on the positive right now and focus on those that are out there just trying, trying their best. I know sometimes it's hard for me to get out of bed. So, and I always appreciate it when someone's like, hey, just so you know, I care. So just so you guys know, I care. And Help me spread awareness to what's going on in the assisted living facilities right now. You know, like I said, it's just, I feel cruel. It's honestly cruel what's going on. Having these residents not be able to see their family members. And I had someone say to me, well, you can see them through Zoom. You can see them through FaceTime. 
you can't hug somebody through a computer. You can't touch somebody through a computer. You can't be sitting next to someone and it's just not the same. Talking to a computer is not the same as being able to touch and look someone in the eyes face to face in person. It's not the same. And half the time the residents don't know how to use, I'm not trying to be stereotypical, I'm not saying all residents don't. I'll speak for, I'll speak for my mom. My mom personally does not know how to use that type of technology, which would mean that a certified nurse's aide or somebody, a staff member, would have to stop what they were doing and um, do the FaceTime with her. And right now they're very short staffed because it's incredibly hard to find people that want to work right now. So they're so short staffed that they don't have time for that. And that's the other thing. Right now, people are so short staffed. People are begging, companies are begging for people to, to work. And our elderly are suffering. There is um, assisted living facilities that are closing, skilled nursing facilities that are closing, memory care facilities that are closing. Why? They can't find caregivers. They can't find housekeepers. They can't find med techs. They can't find dietitians. They can't find people to work. So when assisted living facilities close down, where do those residents go? Where do the elderly go? That means there is less and less places for these people who have worked hard to give us the rights that we have. These people have worked hard and earned the right to at the very least, at the very least, have a place to feel safe, to be able to sleep, to have a meal. Just like our vets, at the very least, our vets deserve to get the medical care that they need to have a place to sleep, to have food. These people worked hard to give us the rights that we have. Rights that right now are, are slowly slipping, but again, I won't get political. So anyway, that's what has been keeping me up. It's breaking my heart and I'm not quite sure um, I don't know how to convey to you how difficult it is when your mom is begging you to stay and you can't, begging you to come see her and you can't. I've said that before and I know I sound like a broken record, but I just really want people to understand that this is not fair and it's cruel what's going on in these assisted living facilities. And again, I want people to know that it's not... Uh, um, that I think the assisted living facility that my mom is at is a bad place. It's not. They're just simply following um, protocol. So I get it. But I'm going to do my part. Um, like I said, I call radio stations and news media, and I'm going to call the ombudsman, and I'm going to do what I can to raise awareness. So, you know, you can help me spread that, spread the word. Anyways, thank you. And to anybody out there that needs it i'm thinking of you i'm sending a hug keep your chin up 
And thanks again for tuning in.